0: Welcome everybody to the Kim Barrett Show. I am your host, Kim Barrett, and on today's episode, we interview Mr. Calvin Coyle. So Calvin is one of our speakers from our upcoming Certified Ballers Live event. You can check that out over at www.certifiedballerslive.com.au. Now. On today's episode, if you've ever suffered from overwhelm, frustration, anxiety, a little bit of depression maybe, I don't know what it is for you, you definitely want to check this out because we cover off on not only how those things show up for us in our lives, but how as a business owner and a leader, how you can manage them. We also go through and look at, you know, have you ever done, have you ever experienced something where maybe you thought you were trying to fake it too much, you were going to fake it till you make it. You know, have you gone through a situation where, you know, you maybe acted as if you were something else and it didn't quite sit right for you? Now, this happens to people all over the world. We want to cover off on how you can do that. And finally, we cover off on leadership and what really leadership looks like and how you can use that to ensure that every single day you show up for yourself, for your team. And if you're a solopreneur, maybe that's just you, which is cool as well. So we really want to cover off on those topics for you today. Now, as I said, if you haven't already, head over and check out ww.certifiedballers.com live.com.au calvin's one of our speakers it's going to be an epic event and i look forward to seeing you on the other side but otherwise let's jump into the show Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Kim Barrett Show. We have, as I've already told you, our guest today, Calvin Coyles from Wild Success, also one of our speakers for Certified Ballers Live. So if you want to find out what all that's about, head over to
1: www.certifiedballerslive.com.au. Calvin, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Kim. Pleasure uh, I've been wanting to be on this show for as long as podcasts have been going, so I'm just
0: really honored to be yeah. here. Well, I actually didn't think Calvin was going to make it today, guys, because over the past week. Beating him three days in a row in squash. It's been it's been hard. It was hard to get him to come in here. I was a little bit salty. He said this morning he was cooked so he couldn't come and play on the
1: final What the final people day. don't see is that we just did an international ping pong championship and your boy won in straight sets, undefeated in ping pong. So ping pong is the gentleman's sport. Squash is yeah. you know, it's not. Yeah, we know we're nowhere know where Squash sits on that on that on that rung.
0: Um, now, so I'm really excited for certified ballers live. As am I. Yeah. So we've got all the speakers coming along, dropping a little bit of like a sprinkle of knowledge right? okay. across that. So Can do that. what I thought would be good for everyone to get an understanding of, because some of the things we're talking about is like really understanding emotions and peak performance for yep. entrepreneurs because Emotions are what control them on a day-to-day basis. 100%. So that is what everyone's looking forward to at CBL. But tell yeah. us a little bit, because you have what you call the wild method. Yeah. Would you give everyone that's listening a little and watching a little bit of an explainer, like,
1: fill us in. What does that mean? Sure, sure, 100%. What does it even mean? So precursor to this, um, I think in, in life and in business, if you do something long enough, you get pretty good at refining the process down. And as you know, because you've been in, in this space with us for a long time now, you know for us we've got hundreds of thousands of clients now in 80 countries and when you travel around the world and you work in different cultures and different people and different societies you realize actually human beings are still human beings there's some nuances but fundamentally we all want the same things and so over the last six years of working with so many people we realized that most people tend to have problems in one of three areas they number one lack vision uh you know it's said in the bible "If we've had vision the people will perish and so i think it's important to understand most people forget what it is to really set goals and dreams and one of things I'll be talking about at CBL is the distinction between setting bold goals or how goals Mm -hmm. most people set goals and they already know how they're going to go about achieving them Uh, whereas when we look at successful people men and women that uh, become ballers in their space to use that lexicon what happens is they set goals they don't know how to achieve and then they go and find people that they can bring together as part of a team to then make that happen so the first key pillar of our wild method is helping people create what we refer to as a compelling vision In essence, it's something that wanna wakes you up on a morning and gets you out of bed. So that's the first key component. And I'll talk about why most people don't do that and why they've been conditioned not to do it and why most people have just sort of given up on that because that 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 does happen. And then they start to set goals that are more realistic. So that's the first part. And so on that, when people talk about goal setting and things like that, they hear like, Oh, I've gotta set these like smart goals. Is is that similar to that? Is it different? Yeah, so look, there's there's some good stuff in smart goals, but the challenge is one of the key components of it is that it has to be realistic and achievable. Mm. And And, you know, we're both here today having done things that were completely unrealistic and completely unattainable. Mm. And so most people set goals based off the boundary condition of their thinking. In essence, they set their horizons on something that they can see and they don't instead completely change the paradigm. And one of the key things you want to consider is, who do I have to become as a business owner in order to have the business of my dreams? You know, Mm. I remember when we were starting Wild Success back in the day, I was struggling to break that million dollar mark and we had these big goals and I remember my dad saying to me off the cuff, he says, son, you're not good enough yet to run a million dollar business. He says, why don't you focus on trying to become a man that's capable of doing that and you'll surely have that business but you don't have one yet because you're not good enough. Yeah. And so it's doing that personal growth work on who do I need to become in order to have you know the business of my dreams, the marriage of my dreams or or, or the um, or the wealth or anything else that goes with that. So um, you know, smart goals are good but they want to get you so far and people tend to use them more as a planning strategy or a tool, mm. I, I want people to understand how to you know, really do a quantum leap in, in what they're considering uh, and set goals that are so far beyond them that they have to completely rewrite the rule book for themselves and go way out of their comfort zone. That's really what it takes to become the very best in your space. I mean, think about it from this perspective, if, from a, a bowler's perspective, you know, Kobe LeBron, MJ, just to name a few, they didn't set smart goals. I mean, Mm. their goals were to be the greatest of all time. And then they raised this bar and the standards and they were willing to do more than anyone else was prepared to do. That's what we're talking about when we talk about CBL.
0: Yeah, and what do you reckon? So people always talk about, they hear that sort of thing, they're like, oh, so that means I've got to fake it till I make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think of, like... What does that actually mean to you? Because you're obviously yeah. talking about there, like stepping and going, like who do I have to become? Yes, hundred percent. Some people will be like, okay, so I've got to go and yeah. rent the Ferrari and stand in front of the fake house that I don't sure. own, and, and you know, there's sure. the only one
1: thing that's important, knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Ty. So, you know, for me, I don't believe in fake it until you make it. You know what we refer to it as is working on it until you own it. Yeah. So I like to think, and this is something I'll be sharing at the event, that emotions are skills. You yeah. know, and in in you know popular psychology recently, we've started to make these distinctions around. Most people think that they are trapped emotionally because that's why most people live. So you know, for example, you know, I would definitely consider that you have far more patience than I do, right? Mm-hmm. But I can develop patience. Like you weren't born a patient person. You might have had a predisposition to that but that's something that you've developed over decades and in moments making deliberate conscious choices um you know for me i'm very outgoing very confident very outspoken now they're things that i've developed over time and so i don't believe in on faking it to you make it if you're not quote unquote a confident person then don't fake being confident but instead there are moments when you're confident mm. that we can grow and develop an anchor and, and condition into our, our nervous system so that we can become more confident and it's like everything i i don't suffer with a lot of self-doubt. I know a lot of people though that are plagued by it. It's just that they're better practiced at that than me. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to doubt myself all the time, I'm sure if I practice that every day, give me a couple of weeks, I'll be pretty good at it. Um, and that same thing goes for bigger emotions like depression and anxiety. They're the accumulation of the small things done either well or poorly, depending on how you look at it. So um, I don't believe in fake it till you make it, particularly from a marketing and branding perspective. I think there's actually something quite endearing about being more transparent and more real in a world that is full of people that are, you know, trying to oversell themselves. And uh, I think this is something that you've done tremendously well. And in many ways, we're a mirror for one another. You know, if if anything, I tend to be more on the side of of, um, bravado. And uh, Kim will normally say that I add GST on the stories, meaning that we add a little bit extra on for the purpose of a good story. Uh, Whereas you're someone that very much undersells uh, and then over delivers, which is one of the reasons why I love speaking at your events, because I think that you know, people come in with 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 realistic expectations, and then we can add tremendous value. And I was at the first certified ballers event as well, and uh, you know I went in with no expectations. I knew you'd do a great event, and you smashed it out of the park, which was why I was so excited to come and speak at the second one. So yeah, I don't believe in fake it till you make it. I believe in working on it until you own them. Yeah. Um, and so
0: so some people that are coming along, I think they see, and some people might have aspirations to be speakers. that are like, oh, how can you guys sit there and do a podcast and a video? Yeah. When in my business. I struggle just to pick up the phone sometimes. Sure. And especially when people want to categorize themselves, and sometimes they will be like, oh, well, I'm an introvert, so I yeah. can't go and speak sure. to all these people. And I mean I've had similar experiences with that where I'm like I am introverted but yeah. what people don't understand with that and what I think you cover off very well is about like situations that bring you energy and emotions into it because it's yes. like being around people drains me like energetically Yes. but I still do it because I conditioned myself to go cool I've, this is an event I've got to go speak to people sure. or be on stage or whatever it is like what do you think what do you see because you do work with so many people who are yeah. business owners and as well pe- just people um, yeah. uh, across the board like what are the big areas that you think that people go well like this is a problem for me that they go I don't know if there is even a solution to that but they're, one,
1: they're things that you help people with. Yeah, yeah, look, it's a really, really great point. Um, so f- and there's a couple of different ways I can approach this, but I mean, one of the key things is that I always ask myself, you know, is this serving me? Mm-hmm. So for example, being a quote unquote introvert or extrovert, whichever side of that spectrum you put yourself on, I mean, obviously it's ridiculous. We're not one or the other. We're all of them all the time. There's times when I'm drained by that experience. And there's also times when I'm energized by it. And often it has to do with the people, which is another great thing about the events. you got some great people at the first one, I know some of the people coming to this one would be fantastic as well so the first thing is being an introvert if you are an introvert is that serving you well in times it will and in times it won't so if it's not serving you in some capacities change it Mm -hmm. now obviously then your point goes well then how do i do that and there's a variety of skills and tools to be able to make that happen part of it is conditioning yourself not to fall back onto labels you know for example you know and and i'll answer it in a roundabout sort of way people when we talk about say for example depression and anxiety big issue that we have in the way that we utilize language is through labels uh, and I know this because I've got you know two little brothers that have got you know quite severe issues and you know the, the languaging that people can use to start to put labels and stigmas attached to people as well and so to that end it's like I have a jacket mm. but I, I'm not the jacket yeah. so for example I can have I can be introverted uh, or I can be experiencing a moment where I want to be introverted it's different to saying I am an introvert mm. it's like I, I can experience depression that doesn't mean to say I am depressed I can take this jacket off at any moment in time so if you're following along with the reference point you know emotions and experiences are transient they're like clouds on a breezy afternoon they come and go so to that end we can condition our nervous system and I think success really when you think about it is your ability to find a way to get yourself to do the things that you need to do when you don't wanna do them. Mm. And for me, when you break that down, it ultimately comes down to emotions. And it's your ability to command and master them. So we're gonna be doing some exercises. We'll do an induction with everybody live and we'll go through a process called anchoring. And this is a way of training your nervous system to activate certain power emotions, strength, confidence, desire, hunger, motivation, inspiration. You know, we'll, we'll make it up on the day, depending on the audience. But that's a way of training your nervous system so that when you're in a moment where we all have, which is where we're you know, stressed or overwhelmed or tired or exhausted or whatever it might be, it's being able to activate those power emotions to go back to that allow you to get the hard stuff done when you need to get it done. Mm. You know. Um, Steve Jobs and and Bill Gates and Mark Zuckerberg, I'm sure, all have terrible days, right? But it's their ability to respond to those challenges uh, that sets them apart in the marketplace. And so we always say, use the emotions, don't let the emotions use you. And that just requires training, which is something that we're obviously going to spend quite a bit of time on at, Mm. uh, at CBL. And some of the stuff that you're
0: sharing there and the tools that you'll be sharing with people are kind of based in the history of NLP.
1: Yeah right yeah, yeah, yeah. NLP yeah. coaching psychology
0: uh, those spaces yeah. neuroscience yeah. have you been NLPing on us right now like, no, no I'm not NLPing, NLPing I'm not NLPing, 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 NLPing anybody us. right now uh, so I, <laughs> the reason why I like to bring that up is because some people uh, think about it and they hear about some of the techniques and they might before they come along Google and be like oh you know like What's, what's Calvin done he's done an NLP and he had the you know number one selling NLP online yep. LP program and a yep. lot of things like that and they get all these stigmas and things attached to that and again yeah, it's just another label right it's yeah. the same thing as we talked about before exactly and that's why yeah. I want to bring it back because I think for a lot of people it's like if you all you're doing with anything with your business whether we're going to be talking about marketing sales brand whatever it is yep. mindset it's about bringing awareness to what you're doing and making better decisions 100%. with that which I think is one of the best things that i learned from that is going cool even if I'm looking at marketing it's like great if you don't look at your ads on Facebook and you're doing Facebook advertising you don't know if they're doing good or bad yes it's like cross your fingers hope and pray same and I think that it's easy for business owners to go I looked at my financials I looked at my advertising to my branding but they don't go oh I looked at me or yes. my mindset or anything like that and go oh now well, what can I do to choose and make a decision yeah. about those things yeah which I think is super powerful so some of the things you said there so we've got like we do anchoring experience and things yeah. like that for the everyday person like what what if I'm a business owner, I'm a solopreneur. maybe I've got a small team,
1: like, yeah. how is that going to help me? Like, How is that going to like, impact yeah. what I'm doing? It's such a powerful question. So let me take you through the, the the stats on this because this is so significant. In Australia, and I've got people traveling all around the world to do this event with you here in Perth, but in Australia, there's 2.1 million companies. Now, only 100,000 of them are we what we consider big businesses with more than 20 staff. Yeah. So there's 2 million businesses that have got less than 20 employees. And obviously, both our companies fall into that category and you know if you've got less realistically if you've got less than 50 employees and even at that point you would still say you know we both spoke to grant cardone recently he's got over 100 employees if Grant doesn't show up today, they're okay. But if he didn't show up for six or 12 months, the business is in, in trouble because he's driving him. And so if you're a solopreneur, which is just one person, or if you've got a small team, you are that team. You know, if if you're on point, the business is going places. If you're not on point, it's not going places. Mm. And that only magnifies itself out. And so you know, the most essential investment that you can make is into understanding yourself and being able to then master how you show up up for your team you know you need to be able to uh, have a storm going on in your company but still be able to be the sort of steward of the ship for your team mm. and that's exactly what we're going to be looking at in this program is to be able to help you really take control of your own responses because every year we do a full deep dive on our business and we look at where things went well and when they didn't and often you do this long enough if you've been in business for more than a couple of years you'll realize that every problem in your business is because of you mm your team normally rock up and you know they'll normally do the best that they can but ultimately it all comes back to you in some way shape or form if you take extreme ownership you realize you're the person to blame at the end of the day or you certainly the person that's responsible so what we want to do is help you understand that you're ultimately going to be the person that's the quarterback in your business no matter how big you get you know unless you're talking about a billion dollar company which is a whole nother kettle of fish but you know if you're at a, a high six-figure seven-figure eight-figure company it's all about you ultimately it's about how you show up and how you drive performance if you don't have personal performance you can't generate performance in other people because you are a mirror for that mm. so we're gonna do a lot of uh, work on that space and and most people have vision if, if you're an ambitious entrepreneur you've got you've got that mm. what most people fall down on though is that they don't know why they take one step forward and two steps back and they might say that it's a Facebook marketing problem or challenge or it might be a lead generation problem or a sales problem but a reality is it's all a reflection of the individual and we tend to self-sabotage in five ways. We self-sabotage with our emotions. We self-sabotage with our behaviors. We self-sabotage with our language and our focus. We focus on what's working or what's not working all the time. We have limiting beliefs or we have poor value structures. Mm. And those things are, they're the immovable objects that unless you are aware of them and you go, well, geez, you know, it's like someone on a diet. you say, like, well, if you're on a diet and you keep trying to do the same diet, but you keep going and eating the same foods, well, we've got to make some changes there. Because otherwise, you're setting the plan up for fast. Failure. And as you said, most people have a hope and pray plan and what you want to do is have a really clear understanding of, this is what we're going to do, we need to make sure we're in full alignment and I need to be personally fully in line with the project or the business but I also need the team to be fully in alignment and this only magnifies out mm. like it's tremendously complex to try and get your own shit sorted out yeah. to make sure that you're actually rocking up and performing every day but then when you have 2 or 3 or 5 or 10 people in a team well now the, that complexity doesn't just 10x it indexes because now there's all of those nuances I mean we're just literally having a conversation yeah. last week the team's doing super well this team has been some breakups it's like oh shit this is what happens this is life every day yeah. as a business owner you know this is what i would say to everybody most people and we talk about this leaders anticipate and act mm. Followers hope and then react. Mm. So if you're out there as a business owner and you're like, it's all good, I promise you the storm's coming, yeah. right? If you've anticipated the future though, you can prepare accordingly. I wake up knowing that there's always gonna be something that goes wrong in the day. Not from a mm. negative place, but rather just going, I anticipate there will be a problem or a crisis, because mm. that's what happens, and I'm gonna react and respond accordingly. Therefore, I'm never reactive, I'm always proactive. Mm. And if you have that awareness of things, that makes it all happen, but to be fair, it's easier said than done because when you're in the trenches, when the cash flow is tight, when the clients are complaining or your people are asking for refunds, when your staff is sick or they've caught, you know, and that pressure mounts on you, it's your ability to breathe into that and still move forward, which is just conditioned and conditioned and conditioned.
0: Yeah, that's so true. And I think one of the big things there is like as well that people anticipate and they think of. Like, if you remove the feeling that problems are bad,
1: yes. it's like problems are a cost of doing business. Exactly. It's like every day there's going to be a problem. Like, And this- if you're smart you, and you're in the right mindset, it becomes an opportunity. Yeah. Right? You use it as a setback for an opportunity for a comeback. So, it's so, so important. Yeah. And I think that's important. That's why everyone, like if you're listening in any of
0: these... Things that we've been sharing has resonated with you, has ticked the box, and you've gone, ah, oh, that like that sounds like me and something I want to deal with. I encourage you get along, head out and check out www.certifiedballerslive.com.au. get a ticket and come along because get the best ticket, yeah, get a baller ticket, right? You, you want, want to sit, to at sit the with the right, the right people. Um, there's going to be a whole bunch of Calvin's crew there. He's going to be there all weekend. There's all our speakers. Um, yeah. As far as I'm aware so far, they're all going to be there the whole time. So. Uh, the people that you hang around are the people that you become so I encourage you to get along now I always like this question um, just because it, it makes the the guests think and I like to it, like to see what people
1: say what's one question that I didn't ask you that I should have oh that's great I mean there's so many questions you could have asked me um uh what's one question that you asked me that, uh, that I didn't ask you, you didn't that ask that you should have maybe um why why you do it hmm. um And I guess to answer that question, um, for me, you know, I, um, I grew up, my family came to Australia when I was four. And they had to restart their whole lives. And I watched my grandparents work for the next 20 years, seven days a week, the two of them. And then they retired, you know, very financially well off. But it took tremendous effort for them to do that. And for me, I grew up in a family that didn't have, you know, Wild is wellness income, love lifestyle direction. I grew up in a family that didn't have their wellness sorted out, you know, didn't know about the finances, didn't have great relationships, you know, mum and dad have both been obviously separated. Um, Lifestyle was, you know, doing the best they can, but not living the best lifestyle. And then from a purpose and direction, it was like, we're just going through the motions. And I wanted something more than that. And so, you know, for me, it's been about how do I create that in my life, but then as a result of that, lead by example to help other people do the same. And, I think one of the biggest things I want to share to people is that the problems and challenges that you have today are because you are trying to figure it out on your own. Mm. And we've been conditioned since primary school that if you know Kim's really good at, at marketing and it's a test and the, I go, Kim, what's the answer? That's called cheating mm. in school. In business, it's called collaboration. Yeah. It's called Joint Venture Partners. You know, we were joking before where I would call Kim, and this is in some days, probably six to eight times in a day. uh, And the call is always the same. Hey, Kim, just a quick one, right? Or, hey, bro, just a quick one, right? it's never a quick one, right? But the point being is that that allows me to accelerate my performance in my businesses so much because I know that Kim has that answer and I don't need to hold that in my space, mm. right? And we do the same with our clients. So the principle being is that for me, it's about how do you have it all? How do you have a wildlife for us, which is the opposite of living in captivity? And how do you have that? For me, it's like I've been able to create that in my life and we were able to obviously to do it probably 25, 26. We're now 29, Ash and I get to live a ph- phenomenal life. Um, but it's like, how do you do that for other people as well? And that's really what this is all about for us. So. That's probably the the big thing I want to share to everybody. It's like you've got to have people in your corner, not just that you are the average of people you hang around, but rather that you are the people that you can lean on for advice and insights. When I have a marketing problem, I call you because I know you're the best in the world at that space, and that allows me to move further faster. In the same token, as well, you know, if there's a uh, if there's a performance challenge in your team, you know, I'll get the call because you know that I can be able to give you an insight or something to that effect. So it's all about being able to surround yourself with a brains trust that can support you, which is why the networking at CBL I mean for me the content that you did in the first one was excellent it really it always is Uh, admitted we have such a close relationship I knew a lot of that already but what I didn't anticipate was just the caliber of the people in the room and the conversations and we're still doing business with people from that event so you know I'm, I'm very excited about that component of it yeah it's going to be awesome so guys again Thank you so much, Calvin, for your time. You're welcome. Check out
0: certifiedballerslive.com.au. Uh, Calvin also is the host of his own podcast, The Wildcast. So we'll link to that in the show notes. So if you want to hear more in the lead up to CBL after you've already got your ticket, uh, I yeah. encourage you to go subscribe and check out his podcast there I as well because it. it's is um, epic. And guys, as always, until next time, I am Kim Barrett. You all have been awesome. Adios.